What's up everyone? This is episode 017, Friday 15. You've got 30 days. Get going. 1, 2, 3, go! Welcome to the Design Your Thinking Podcast, a show where we think, learn, and explore the product mindset so you can design better products every day. And now your host, Karthik. Hey, welcome to the fifth Friday 15 episode on the Design Your Thinking Podcast, and I'm Karthik. In the last episode, episode 014, I tried to help you decide if product management is indeed the right career path for you. I hope you tried the exercises I outlined in the episode and that's kind of helped you make up your mind. Even if you are already a product manager, the last episode should have helped you identify where you needed to focus more in order to be successful. Again, it's episode 014 where you can find those tools. But before we went on any further, I'd like to give some love to today's sponsor. convert kit I wrote an ebook back in February of 2016 and switched to convert kit from another email provider Having hosted my ebook in Gumroad I found convert kit's integration with Gumroad the autoresponders and sequences automation triggers so very helpful in segmenting my audience and also growing my audience from literally zero to over a thousand in less than 4 months ConvertKit's integration with Zapier and the extended integration with tools like UserVoice, Trello, Asana and many other products, project and customer feedback apps makes it the best tool for product managers and makers. Go to designyourthinking.com/convertkit to sign up for ConvertKit and you get the first month free for being a Design Your Thinking podcast listener. start to engage with your users and customers like never before all right let's get back to today's topic your first 30 days as a product manager if the title of this episode has made you any interested and piqued your curiosity it's probably because you are a product manager it's most likely that you want to succeed in this role no matter whether you just got started or busy doing a product management gig already But no matter where you are in your product management career, this episode is for you. I also recommend you download my book, The 30-Day Product Mission, by going to designyourthinking.com/ebook, as this episode and the many to follow are aligned on one mission, which is to help you succeed as a well-rounded product manager. In this episode, I'll help you get prepared for your next product management gig or perhaps a product management role you just moved into. In the next 15 minutes, we'll look at the most common mistakes product managers make, areas you should focus on to stay on top of everything around you, and finally, make the most of your first meeting with your boss. Trust me, when you complete doing what I talk about in this episode, you will see your confidence levels rise and you will have imbibed confidence in your teams that you are a super hands-on product manager now i'm not trying to sell you anything whatever i'm saying you're going to see the proof of the pudding in the next 15 minutes 
All right, let's jump right in. I've seen so many product managers, both new and experienced, have this tendency to jump right into the thick of things from day one. While some jump into tactical design and feature-related discussions and start making decisions around them, there are others who want to, you know, call the shots with customers and get on calls with them and start making commitments on features and direction. This knee-jerk combat mode in the beginning of a new role is certainly not a great way to approach product management. I've seen product managers fail sometimes miserably when they get on this kind of a path. But why do product managers fail? From having interviewed and observed many, many product managers with their stakeholders, I've come to realize that this failure boils down to three things. Number one, overconfidence. Number two, lack of discipline. And number three, ignorance. Of course, there are many, many more, but these are the biggest reasons by far why many of these product managers fail. Good and experienced product managers are sometimes overconfident. You know, sometimes some people lack this whole discipline in their product management practices. And some are just unaware of how and where to get started. But what is the cost of being overconfident? being ignorant or lacking discipline as a product manager. It's your career that's at stake. Product managers who start to fail either end up in low-impact roles or just keep trying by hopping and finding other PM gigs. Of course, they do manage to get other PM gigs for a little while. Some product managers have become project managers and some have you know just tried to straddle this multiple roles from program management to product architect and many many other related roles and needless to say the products they managed have failed miserably in the pro- in the period uh, they were in the cockpit the results of not getting started on the right footing can be disastrous to say the least so where am i going with this well Simply put, it's important to get started on the right footing, period. Whether it's your first time or not, the first 30 days as a product manager is crucial. Many refer to the first 30 days as the honeymoon period in any job, but I consider them to be one of the most important times. This is the period I would use to establish my base The stronger the foundation, the more durable the structure up above. So, I recommend you focus on four key areas to get the foundation strong. Number one, people. Number two, product. Number three, process. And number four, tools. In my ebook, The 30-Day Product Mission, I walk you step-by-step through each of the above areas and guide you exactly what I and many successful product managers do so you can do the same. In the following episodes, I'll cover each of these areas in greater depth that will help you further.
So you're probably wondering, where should I start? As product managers, we are the oil that runs the machinery of the product team smoothly. You don't have anybody to directly manage, of course, unless you are a director or a bow. You are an individual contributor. It's a new company and a new job and that you probably have. So it's time you met your boss. Did you know that successful product managers start engaging themselves from the very first day? The role of a product manager can get pretty darn daunting without clearly understanding the product's purpose and the larger business goals. In some companies, this is nicely documented and sometimes put up on the walls. Nevertheless, it's best you got it from your boss. If you're reporting to the head of product management or a group product manager, get on their calendar with a clear agenda, which is to understand the product's business. Does it sound interesting? And I'm sure you're super excited to know that you will be meeting your boss. After all, this is the person who can help you grow your career as a product manager. Is that what your mind is thinking now? Well, maybe, but what are you going to talk to him or her about in the first meeting? Apart from, of course, introducing yourself. Many people think it's important to impress the boss by talking about their past accomplishments and the rest of history. But you know what? That's sheer waste of time. Remember, your boss has hired you based on your accomplishments and he will have to fire you if you don't help him accomplish the product and the company's mission. I think that was a little bit too harsh, but I think you get the point. What your boss wants to know is how you approach your role and the product. What's your plan to begin with? So the agenda of this meeting with your boss is pretty simple. Let me give you six questions that you should be looking to get answers for from your boss in your first meeting. The first question, what is the company's vision? What you're looking for here is to understand at a 100,000 feet a statement that your company makes in the press, in the, in the company's website, to communicate the reason for its existence. For example, a good example that comes to my mind is Google. Google's vision is to organize all of the data in the world and make it accessible for everyone in a useful way. This has nothing to do with what Google search or Gmail or any of its products is. But it certainly gives you a clear idea of what not to focus on. For example, Google would not focus on driverless cars. This is also um, uh, the reason why Google split uh, this part of the business into a parent company called Alphabet. The second question that you want to get an answer for is, why does the product exist? This is to explain the motivation behind the existence of the product. To extend the Google's example further, Gmail was launched in a time when Yahoo Mail and Hotmail were very popular. Why did Google choose to launch Paul Bukhait's project as Gmail in such a time. It was because the high volume of internal mail at Google created a very big need for search. The frequent usage of email and Paul's ability to use JavaScript as a means to build what you see as Gmail in a time when Hotmail and Yahoo Mail were HTML based is why Google chose to launch Gmail to the world. 
Another way of looking at this is to understand the business goals of the company as the product's goals are aligned to what the business wants to achieve to stay put in business. The third question you want to get an answer for is what is the product's target persona? User personas, as they are commonly referred to, is what drives the why that we just described above. A good user persona describes the target end user's goals, behaviors, and pain points in sufficient detail so that the motivations are very, very clear. For example, extending the Gmail's example, the target persona is very clear. To put it succinctly, Gmail is built for users who exchange emails a lot and who always want access and want to search for emails from the past without having to worry much about space and bandwidth. But Gmail today has more focused user personas like enterprise users, small and medium business users, consumers like you and me. An important thing to focus on with products that have more than one persona is the maintaining the balance between these different personas when making product decisions. If the balance sways in favor of a fewer personas, the overall product starts to change its direction too. Understanding the user persona for your product is very, very important for you to stay actively engaged in conversations to follow. Question number four is what are the short and long-term goals from a product business perspective? Product goals are key to successful execution of any product. They basically describe in a, a very actionable and measurable way how the product will achieve the company's overall vision. They are typically measured in increments from anywhere from three months to a year. Some companies have extended goals that go well beyond 12 months. If so, I suggest not going beyond two years. You know, that is purely because technology and economies and many other variable factors change pretty, pretty rapidly. And that will impact your product goals beyond the 24 month period. Trying to get a very clear picture of these goals and how they are measured and how frequently they are measured. Question number five is what the market is, what the segmentations look like and what the size of the market is. Now that you understand the company's vision, the motivation for why your product exists, who the users of your product are and the product goals, it's all about understanding how, the, how big the market is. In other words, as a product manager, you are looking at the product to generate revenue because of the value it delivers. To understand this, we need to understand where to find your target user persona. Which country, which age group, enterprise or not, consumer, etc. This is where the details of the market and the segmentations matter. Even in the identified market, there is normally only a smaller portion of that you can access. You know, we call this as the addressable market. Knowing the addressable market and its sizes in, in, in terms of monetary value is going to be very, very useful for you in a lot of different activities to follow, like 
features, monetization, marketing, so on and so forth. The last, the sixth and the last question is, how am I going to be measured? Now you've got to look for tangible metrics and do understand how these metrics will impact the goals and the mission of the overall company and uh, the product. This is probably your first job as a product manager or probably not. Your role could be more inbound or it could probably be more outbound. Either which way, you need to be able to understand the above and be able to mutually agree with your manager, your boss, on a measurable on some unmeasurable goals and MBOs. These goals and MBOs should be tangibly driving business results. Now, talking about business results, these business results could vary based on the nature of your business. You know, but but some that you should kind kind of consider are increase customer wins, increase customer satisfaction and loyalty, product and prof, product line profitability, cost effectiveness of the support organization are just some of them that you should consider. For every measurement that you discuss and agree upon with your manager, ask yourself how it will impact one of these business results. What would be your role in even moving the needle by a millimeter? Finally, try and get a list of important stakeholders in your company who you should be interacting with. Yeah, stakeholders. That that does that kind of ring a bell? Yeah, you 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 probably have heard this word being used so many times and so often in product management articles. Uh, product businesses are you know successful because of the kick-ass teams that are involved in the making of the product. This involves people from across multiple functions in the company, right? So these com- these people have stakes in the product and have a skin in the game when it comes to the overall product business. A typical set of key stakeholders would be people like yourself, the product manager, marketing manager, sales manager, support manager, operations manager, a legal counsel, a procurement manager if it relates to procurement and finally logistics manager now your business may have some of these missing but that's okay it varies from business to business awesome you've now got your six questions and now it's time for you to find the best time in your manager's calendar and caught up with him or her and got these six questions answered that's it for today In the next episode, I'll teach you tools and techniques that you can use to effectively engage with other people in the company and learn more about your product. I hope you found some value in today's class and I hope you go and put them to action. And please let me know how it goes. I wish you very good luck with your career. And if you like really listening to this episode, do subscribe to the Design Your Thinking podcast and leave me a rating and review in the iTunes store by heading over to designyourthinking.com slash iTunes. You can find the transcript, links to some articles in the show notes at designyourthinking.com slash episode 017. Until I see you in the next episode, stay tuned, stay inspired, keep pushing. Love you all. And if you're still around, I have something else for you. I just launched a contest and I'm giving away five t-shirts and an Alexa-powered Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker. 
Yes, you heard me right. I'm giving away a t-shirt each Friday till Thanksgiving. And on the Thanksgiving weekend, I'm giving away an Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker. All you need to do to win them is these three things. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening to this episode on your Mac or iPhone, do head over to the iTunes store, find the podcast and hit subscribe. Number two, leave a rating and review for this podcast in the iTunes store. I pick the best review every Friday and on Thanksgiving to give away the t-shirts and the Amazon Echo Bluetooth speaker. Leave your Twitter handle, tweet about the show or just anything creative to catch my attention. Go and subscribe to my newsletter number 3. Go to your www.designyourthinking.com, scroll all the way to the bottom of the page, click the subscribe button, you'll get an automated welcome email from me. Hit reply to that email and let me know you've done all the three steps. That's it. You're all set. Thanks for listening to uh the show and I look forward to giving away the holiday gifts. Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com. 